0: Welcome to today's edition of the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm your host, Lori Boyer. In addition to feature reports, I'll bring you a look at regional and national agricultural news. And the show starts right after this.
1: Smart growers know sustainability means managing pests at the same time they manage other priorities in their fields, which is why smart growers know Certis Biologicals. For more than 20 years, Certus Biologicals has been the world's leader when it comes to biological pesticides, delivering proven solutions that keep operations sustainable and growing. Learn more at certusbio.com. Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission, supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together.
0: Grape markets remained elevated. The California grape crop will be lighter this year due to quality challenges caused by rain from Tropical Storm Hillary. California-grown Markon First Cooperative Lunch Bunch grapes and Markon Essentials grapes are available. Red and green seedless grape prices remain elevated, and markets are expected to continue to rise in November. Tropical Storm Hillary's rain-damaged crops. California's crop is estimated to incur a 20 to 25% loss. Quality issues include bursting skins and fungus within the cluster's causing grapes to rot and decreasing available supply dramatically. Markets are expected to be steady in October. Extremely low volume is anticipated in November, which will help to elevate pricing once again. As for Chile and Peru, offshore grapes are expected to arrive in the U.S. by early December. Export demand will be higher than past years due to limited supply from California, and markets are expected to be higher than previous seasons. Portions of Sacramento, San Bernardo, and Riverside counties have been placed under quarantine for the Oriental fruit fly following the detection of multiple flies in those regions. In Sacramento County, detections in and around the city of Rancho Cordova have resulted in a quarantine zone covering 106 square miles bordered on the north by Madison Avenue in the community of Foothills Farms and on the south by Elder Creek Road and on the west by 28th Street in Sacramento and on the east by Douglas Road near Sunrise Boulevard. In San Bernardo and Riverside counties, detections in and around the city of Redlands have resulted in a quarantine zone covering 112 square miles bordered on the north by the San Bernardino National Forest, on the south by Highway 60, on the west by Mountain View Avenue and Redlands Boulevard in Loma Linda, and on the east by Wildwood Canyon. A link to both quarantine maps can be found on the CDFA website. The oriental fruit fly is known to target over 230 different fruit, vegetable, and plant commodities. California crops at risk include palm and stone fruits, citrus, dates, avocados, and many vegetables, particularly tomatoes and peppers. Damage occurs when a female fruit flies lays her eggs inside the fruit. The eggs hatch into maggots, which tunnel through the flesh of the fruit, making it unfit for consumption. To prevent the spread of oriental fruit flies through homegrown fruits and vegetables, residents living in a quarantine area are urged not to move those items from their property. However, they may be consumed or processed on the property where they were picked or disposed of by double bagging and placing in a regular trash not green waste following the principles of integrated pest management agricultural officials use the male attractant technique as a mainstay of the eradication effort of this invasive species the approach has successfully eliminated dozens dozen of fruit fly infestations in California train workers squirt a small patch of fruit fly attractant mixed with a very small dose of an organic pesticide called spinosad approximately 8 to 10 feet off the ground on streets and similar surfaces male fruit flies are attracted to the mixture and perish after consuming it. The male attractant treatment program is being carried out over an area that extends one and a half miles from each site where the Oriental fruit flies were trapped. While fruit flies and other invasive species that threaten California's crops and natural environment are sometimes detected in agricultural areas, the vast majority are found in urban and suburban communities. The most common pathways for these pests to enter the state is by hitchhiking on fruits and vegetables brought back illegally by travelers as they return from infested regions of the world or in produce from other countries to California. The oriental fruit fly is widespread throughout much of the mainland of southern Asia and neighboring islands including Sri Lanka and Taiwan and has invaded other areas most notably Africa and Hawaii. Retailers are offering a mix of fall varieties and summer standbys. Pumpkins have been extremely well advertised, as have squashes, pears, and apples, pomegranates, cranberries, and persimmons, grace ads with their fall colors. Meanwhile, strawberries have been heavily featured, and multiple retailers have featured organic kite mangoes from California. Jalapenos and asparagus have also been popular. Some retailers have featured special selections celebrating Italian Heritage Month, using that space to showcase Italian and bell peppers, eggplant, portobello mushrooms, and tomatoes natural delights is ready with a blend of sweet and spicy flavors for this year's global produce and floral show in anaheim the medjool date grower and shipper will host a full day of chef tasting menu and offer samples of its latest date flavors while on the show floor natural delights will showcase its commitment to marketing and branding product development and innovation and merchandising solutions retailers will also have the opportunity to gain insights into the strategies for growing their medjool date sales The show will take place October 19th through the 21st. For more information, log on to freshproduce.com. November of 2022 may have been Westpac's avocados 40th anniversary. However, the Marietta, California-based avocado grower, packer, and distributor has proudly carried the celebration through 2023. This milestone marks a turning point for the company as it sets its sights on a future, launching a 40 years forward campaign. As they celebrate their fourth decade in business, they are reflecting on their many past achievements with great pride. That according to Westpac Avocado CEO Mario Pacheco. The 40 Years Forward campaign includes a video and digital marketing series celebrating Westpac Avocado's 40-year legacy while pioneering the future of avocado production. Acknowledging the company's historical significance, the video showcases its commitment to sustainability, eco-friendly practices, cutting-edge technology, and delivering premium produce globally. Westpac's 40 Years Forward campaign officially kicks off at the International Fresh Produce Association's Global Produce and Floral Show in Anaheim, which attracts more than 20,000 global produce and floral supply chain attendees from over 40 countries. Show attendees can expect an immersive booth experience with a display brimming with bagged avocado promotions from various commissions over the years. The bag wall is the conversation piece for the drop-ins and scheduled meetings throughout the show. VIPs can enjoy a virtual Reality Grove tour to experience the beginning of the avocado journey firsthand. Booth visitors can also witness live ripening testing, sample avocado smoothies and beer at select times or the -the behind-the-scenes look at Event preparations. Westpac sales team members will take over the company's social media platforms and stream live at the trade show, engaging with customers, retailers, buyers, and partners. To learn more about the 40 Years For a Campaign Global Produce and Flower Show attendees are encouraged to schedule time with a team member or view the partner's schedule by visiting sales.westpacavocado.com, and it's spelled W-E-S-T-P-A-C avocado.com. J.D. Food, a leading Central California independent food distributor, has transformed the digital ordering experience for its diverse customer base through a successful collaboration with Pepper, a cutting-edge technology company specializing in solutions for independent food distributors. Mark Ford, CEO of J.D. Food, said that their partnership with Pepper has been transformative for their operations and customer service. Thanks to Pepper's innovative e-commerce solutions, they've been able to streamline their business process, deliver an effortless ordering experience for their customers, and heighten the value of their locally sourced, quality-focused products. J.D. Food, renowned for its comprehensive product offerings, serves a broad clientele including restaurants, hotels, and healthcare providers. The implementation of Pepper's robust online catalog and payment platform has propelled J.D. Food to new heights in business efficiency and customer satisfaction, according to the company. Derek Patterson, Vice President of Partnerships at Pepper, said they are incredibly pleased with the outcomes of the collaboration with J.D. Food, a company well-respected for its commitment, To quality and community. The partnership has markedly improved JD Foods' digital capabilities, enhanced customer satisfaction, and contributed to their online growth. Customers will now see streamlined digital ordering powered by Pepper's user-friendly interface, making it easier than ever to browse JD's extensive product catalog, place orders, and interact with dedicated sales representatives.
2: Crop detection within walnut canopies offers many advantages to growers in the realm of efficiency and productivity of walnut orchard management. If a lighter crop is detected, for example, that gives growers the signal to use less inputs and even precisely calculate water and fertilizer needs based on those yield estimates in a specific orchard. However, distinguishing the nut from the leaves in walnut canopy images in order to form an accurate nut count is tricky, as the shape, color, and texture between nut and leaf are very similar, according to UC Davis graduate researcher Kaiming ming Fu. Fu and a team of researchers realized they'd have to find a different way to accurately assess nut counts within these canopy images and got to work. The team looked at multispectral imaging as an option since regular RGB images from a DSLR or phone camera weren't doing the trick.
3: So from RGB, you know, we cannot tell the uh, the nuts and leaves apart and we apply the near infrared channel. So from here, you know, because that light could not be absorbed by the leaves, so it will go through the leaves directly. But for nuts, the not, I mean, the light cannot go through, so we can see nuts as a block uh, like the, as the black uh, spot there, so we can then just enhance the detection, uh, with RGB gather to improve the uh de- detection efficiency for the you know for the walnut yield, yeah, uh, prediction. That is uh like the basic idea you know like the you know from a very high level just how we come up with this uh method to improve the detection for walnut in the canopy so the purpose to do the walnut uh to to do the walnut detection is that the the accurate walnut detection can enhance the yield prediction and which can optimize the resource allocation and harvesting schedule so i mean that is uh, something very you know very known so that is why we are doing the like the crop counting, crop detection, and which can benefit the harvesting schedule.
2: The novelty of this research into walnut canopy imaging, Fu said, is the use of synthetic data generation. Essentially, digitally accurate images of walnut trees were generated in a program to stimulate what nuts on the tree look like and where they would typically be, allowing nuts on actual walnut trees to be more easily detected in imaging
3: analysis. For the synthetic data, we can label the walnut directly in the simulation environment, and then have the photos uh, created uh, to the image site directly. And for this one, when we talk about the synthetic data, how to uh, mention another software that is uh, the API developed by my uh, by my advisor, the Helios. So this one is a is a critical software, and it is an open source uh, modeling framework. That can handle tasks that can manage geometry and associate with the data structure through a C++ API. So that is something very technical, but I have to shout out for that. So this is very, uh, this is very powerful for the tree reconstruction. So with the support of Helios, uh, we managed to uh create the synthetic data. So this one is for the RGB synthetic data. So you can see that we can have the labels you know the annotation created directly for every nuts, so there won't there won't be mislabeling or i mean the redundant labels and it's the same for the nr image and with the enriched data side so we can see that the result shows that for the rgb image the F1 score improved around 13 percentage and for the nr image the rf1 score improved by almost 19 so there is a Improvement.
2: The research is ongoing and future work will look to generate more synthetic images of walnut trees while reducing reliance on real images. The hope is this information will be disseminated to ag tech companies working on canopy imaging to help the walnut industry. Additionally, Fu speculated on what imaging might look like in the actual orchard down the line.
3: I would say that with the with the accurate walnut detection, I mean in the future, it is uh, it is not hard to imagine that we will have a we will have a truck or I mean, even any mobile robot to I mean it's a of course it is a automatic one. It can drive through the orchard and then walk around and take and and then make the videos or I mean take the photos throughout the orchard and then predict the yield of this year.
2: You're listening to my ag life. I'm Taylor Charlstrom.
3: Hi friends, Jason Scott here, CEO of JCS Marketing. I want to personally invite you to My Ag Night on November 2nd. Look forward to seeing you there.
4: Hey, it's Jesse Waters from Fox News Channel. Hope to see you at My Ag Night on November 2nd. It's going to be a night you will not want to miss.
1: Sponsored by the California Walnut Board and Commission, Supporting the industry with on-farm innovation through production research, advocacy for government programs, and driving consumer demand. Doing more together.
0: USA Secretary of Agriculture Tom Bilsack has issued a proclamation recognizing October as National Cooperative Month to celebrate the vital role co-ops play in improving economic opportunities. A high-density plantation scheme introduced by the government in March of 2021 might be a game-changer for Kashmir's walnut industry, which has seen declining revenues for years now. The J&K government launched a modified high-density plantation scheme for walnuts, along with other fruit crops, to boost Kashmir's walnut industry, given that the Himalayan region accounts for 95% of India's production of the stone fruit. Kashmir, once the world's second-largest producer of walnuts, has lost the international market due to low production arising from conventional farming, a long gestation period and the Indian government's decision to reduce the additional duties on walnuts imported from China, Chile and California. Sustainable aviation fuel is shaping up to be a big opportunity for the renewable fuel sector. Tad Habner, Vice President of Strategy and Innovation for the Renewable Fuels Association, talks about SAF.
5: Sustainable aviation fuels is kind of a category of renewable fuel, can be from fats, oils, and greases. There's also pathways that are available for upgrading of alcohol to aviation fuel as well. So it's a category of jet fuel. All kinds, anything that uses Jet A, right? So airliners, military aircraft, anything that uses Jet A compatible turbine engines.
0: The U.S. is already producing some sustainable aviation fuel, but there's a need for more infrastructure in place before the industry can grow.
5: There's between 16 and 18 million gallons of sustainable aviation fuel produced annually. That's a very small number. We are in the process of ramping up those pathways to produce more sustainable aviation fuel. It's going to be a process, but I think with the recent passage of the Inflation Reduction Act, it's given opportunity for renewable fuels to play more of a part in the aviation transport sector.
0: If demand increases for feedstock farmers produce, it can mean higher prices in the future.
5: I think there's an opportunity for higher prices for farmers in the future. You know, we've seen advances in agronomics to produce more crops on the same acre of land. But at the same time, if we increase demand for these types of products, along with incentive structures, we're going to see some opportunity for producers to take advantage of some of that as well.
0: Ted Hapner of the Renewable Fuels Association. The Global Agricultural Productivity Report says the world's agricultural productivity is consistently falling short of the target growth rate. Since 2011, productivity isn't growing fast enough to hit the target growth rate required to sustainably meet global needs for agricultural outputs by 2050. The report says total factor productivity growth continues to be strong in China and South Asia. However, Sub-Saharan Africa and the U.S. show especially low TFP growth. From 2011 to 2021, global TFP grew at an average rate of 1. 14 percent yearly to sustainably meet the agricultural needs of a growing global population by 2050. The Gap Report says the world must now aim for 1.91 percent average annual TFP growth. A new USA pilot program has grant funding now available for ag employees needing resources to address various farm, labor, and workforce challenges. USA Ag News reporter Rod Bain has the story.
4: The ag sector in recent years has faced several challenges regarding its workforce.
1: How do ag employers support and create a safe and
0: healthy work environment? How do we think about supporting employers and employees so they have a very stronger level of commitment to this positive work environment, the resiliency of our food supply chains? how we need to address ag labor challenges and instability, how we need to strengthen protections for farm workers, and how we need to expand legal pathways for labor migration.
4: And according to USDA Farm Production and Conservation Deputy Undersecretary Gloria Montagnol Green, USDA's latest effort to address some of these issues is a new pilot program, the Farm Labor Stabilization and Protection Pilot. Up to $65 million in grants are available to domestic ag employers meeting federal employment criteria with grant applications due November 28th. More details are available online at www.ams.usda.gov flsp i Rod Bain reporting for the U.S. Department of Agriculture in Washington, D.C.
5: We're waking up to a new dawn in agriculture, a better way, where farmers stop working the soil and start working with it. At Huma, our carbon-rich, humate-based products improve soil health and fertility, deliver nutrients more efficiently, and reduce crop input costs. Welcome to Humix Solutions with a human touch. Visit huma.us to learn more.
1: JCS
0: Marketing is your number one way to connect with the ag industry. Through print magazines, digital media, podcasts, and live and virtual events, JCS Marketing has the reach to inform, inform, educate and influence growers in the western united states
1: everywhere you go you see west coast not magazine on the, every one of my customers tables so that tells you everything that's that it's there so they're reading
0: our my ag life platform includes podcast interviews and digital articles for busy professionals on the go Our live events, continuing education webinars, and virtual conferences help growers connect with leading researchers and industry leaders. Let JCS Marketing help you connect. That will wrap up today's show. You've been listening to the My Ag Life Daily News Report. I'm Lori Boyer. From all of us here at the JCS Marketing team, thank you for listening.